I think I just laid on the couch and realized like, what the fuck is my life right now? I was so disappointed in myself. I knew that I had made the right decision for myself. Hello and welcome to Sleeved and Spiritual Podcast. I'm your host, Cecily Searles. This podcast is all about the relatable journey with me. I will be talking about everything from having gastric sleeve surgery to spirituality to being a mom and everything in between. Follow along for some fun, vulnerability, and hopefully some inspiration and information you never knew you needed. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. I just had to re-listen to this whole episode so that I could edit it and um, it made me very emotional and I just want to warn you before you listen to it that it is uh, probably the most vulnerable I've been openly knowing that so many people will listen to this. It's uh, very, very scary for me. And I know that there's probably going to be a lot of people that judge me and I'm putting myself out there to be judged. So I am prepared for that. Uh, I just want to preface that. Please pause it if you need to uh, take some deep fucking breaths when you're listening to it and know that I put my heart into this episode and this was a very, very hard decision to come to to even publish this but this is very important and I feel like more people need to have open conversations like this so enjoy this probably the most serious episode so far I don't know maybe ever of all my episodes that I'll do but uh, enjoy and uh, please share if you feel like it's important to you also and enjoy as much as you can hello hello I hope you're doing so good I have been thinking really really hard about if I'm gonna do this episode or not when Roe v. Wade first got overturned it was like the first thought in my mind Because I think that more people talking about their experiences and their choices without arguing with people could be very impactful. And someone I know, I'm not going to blast them, but someone I know, actually, back up. When it happened, I posted about it on Facebook because I was very in my feelings and very angry. And I posted something along the lines of, you can rape me and come inside of me and create a fetus and then it's my problem. Like, how is that even possible when it's not just a woman who can create a baby? It's a, obviously a man also. Um, and someone I know posted that he was, he... So a man, um, and I'm just pointing that out, not because men shouldn't have opinions, but 
if you're going to have an opinion, don't be ignorant about it. And I'll touch on that in a second. Uh, He posted, I'm so sick of seeing people talk about uh, rape for their reasons for abortion. And he had like a statistical diagram of only 2% of people who get uh, abortions are from rape. And and a lot of it, a lot of the other ones are from like uh, just not being ready, not being able to afford it, your mental health all of these other valid reasons, but he was just pissed because he was seeing so many people talk about rape and that was only 2% of the thing. And then he was like, I love women and I'm so sorry for the people that do get raped that have to do that. I think that they should have the option to be able to do that, but it's not fair just because you're not ready to not bring a baby into this world. So I messaged him and I was like, so... I should only have the choice for my body only if I'm physically assaulted, not for my future self, not for my mental health, not for any other reason. And he then was like, I respect your opinion, which I really don't think he does. I think it's just because um, of who I am to him. And I don't want to give too much away of who he is. So whatever. I don't think he respects my opinion very much. I think he was just saying that because of uh, who I am in this situation to him. And um, he then posted a picture of his uh, message feed that had, he was like, and a whole bunch of women agree with me too. So I just didn't respond to him because... um, like, of course people agree with you or this wouldn't be a fight right now. But just because other people agree with you doesn't make it right. And it's, it was, it's emotional. People are making decisions on emotion, like emotionally, um, which I guess everyone does, but I'm going to get back to that. So I wanted to explain my story and how I came to the decision of getting an abortion when I was 19. And I wanted to tell that story ahead of time because it matters. So go back in time. I am 19, which means it's 2009. Yeah, 2009. So I guess I'm 20. I just turned 20, I guess. I had a boyfriend who was my like second time dating him. We dated in high school and then we dated, we started dating again after I graduated high school and, um, we were in love and he was an amazing person. He is an amazing person. Uh, he, I talked about this in the first episode when I was explaining, you know, a little bit about me and how I got to where I am. And we, had only been dating for like, again, for a couple of months, I think. And, uh, I think I was living a little bit with like a majority of the time I was living at his house, but I could still go home to my mom. Uh, but she was still living with her girlfriend partner at the time. And she hated me and she made my life miserable. So I, I like never wanted to go home. So I, 
I, I don't remember exactly how this happened, but I kind of realized like, oh, my period's been missing for a while. And by a while, I don't even know how late I thought I was, but I uh, told him and I was on the pill. I was on the pill, but I, th- I didn't take them regularly. I was not very responsible in that realm. Um, and I admit that I admit that, but so I realized that I, my, my period was late and I don't even know why I did this, but I didn't decide to go get a pregnancy test like from a store. I just automatically was like, let's go to my doctor because my mom had great insurance. I could just walk in and like take a pregnancy test. So we went to the doctor, he came with me, um, and I peed in a cup and we're waiting. And then the girl brings us back, uh, when the results came back and I don't even like sit on the table. We don't sit down in chairs. He is standing behind me and I'm holding my purse and I think I'm holding his hand with my other hand behind me. And, uh, she comes back in and she closes the door and she's like, Okay, so the test is positive, or yeah, your test came back positive. And I had never taken a test like that before. So I thought positive meant something good, which good meant I didn't want to be pregnant. So when she said the test came back positive, I like squeezed his hand, and both of us were like, oh, thank God, you know, oh, we okay, we're okay. I'll probably just start my period in a couple of days. So I'm giving him a hug, turn around, I give him and him a hug. And I hear her say, so when here, here's some more information. And I turn around, she's handing me this pamphlet. And then she's like, and go out in the front and make an appointment for your follow-up appointment. And I was like, well, why do I need to make a follow-up appointment if the test is positive? She's like, the test is positive you're pregnant. And I swear all of the air and sound and everything in that room just sucked right out. I dropped my purse and I was like in shock. And I, I don't even think I turned around again to look at his face because I, I like couldn't, I didn't know what to do. And then she realized like, okay, this They had no idea what positive meant. So she was like, I'm going to give you guys a couple of minutes. So she closed the door and I finally turned around and I don't even think I looked at his face still. And I just put my head in his chest and I don't even think we talked actually. I think it was just like, we were just hugging each other and I, I think he started to cry and I think I was still in shock and I didn't cry yet. And, uh, So I grabbed my purse. I took the pamphlet information. I did not make another appointment. I just wanted to get out of there. So we got out of there and we started driving home and I called my friend, uh, who had an abortion. I I like either a couple months or maybe a year before that, but I was with her when she found out she, she was pregnant and, uh, I wanted to call her and tell her what, what I just found out. So I called her and 
she was shocked, obviously, and she was like, I will be there for you with whatever you decide. You were there for me. Um, and then I called my other friend who is um, a bit older. She's like she, she's 10 years older than me. And I called her and I wanted to talk to her. And then I think then I was crying and I was like, I don't know what to do. And, uh, I just like, I'm, I'm not ready for this, but then also like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. Maybe I can do it. And as I'm talking to her, which hindsight, I should have been having these conversations with him instead of my friends, but, um, that's just how it went. So I'm having this conversation with her and I'm looking over at him when I said, maybe I could do it. And his eyes got really big. So I got her off the phone with him or her. I got off the phone with my friend and, um, I don't remember where we went. Oh, we went back to his house. I remember we went back to his house and we didn't get out of the car. We were just talking. And, uh, he, I was like, what, what's going on in your head right now? Like, what's your first decision? What's your first thought? And he said, like, I can't do this. My dad will kill me. He's going to be so disappointed. And that's, honestly, that's all I remember him saying was like, basically, like, he wanted me to get an abortion because he didn't want to disappoint his dad. And I, I don't think I had anything to say. We went inside and we told his mom and his mom was ecstatic. She was so happy. She loves, she loves me. He's still to this day. I think she still loves me. Uh, but she was so excited and she like wanted to cook me food and, um, she wasn't like pushing it on us, but she was just like, Oh my gosh, there's a baby. And, you know, and then she also said like, whatever you guys decide, I'm always there for you. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. So then I think I like ate, I ate whatever she made me and then, uh, went into the room and took a nap. And then I was like, fuck, like I have to tell my mom, like, what the fuck am I going to do? So the next day I decided to tell my mom and I still had not made a decision at this point. Um, so I told my mom, maybe I did make a decision. I'm not sure. No, I didn't make a decision yet. I think the next day I went to the beach because the beach is my place for clarity. I did not go with him. I just went to Malibu. No, I think it was Zuma. I think that was like my place. So anyways, which I think is Malibu. I don't remember. But anyways, I went to Zuma Beach and I sat there and for hours, I think I was there for like eight hours and I just stared at the ocean. I don't even think I went swimming. I just, just stayed on the beach and sat on a towel and I just stared. And I remember seeing kids in front of me playing and I was trying to put myself in, in those, like, like in that scenario, like I could, I have a, I have a potential child inside of me right now. And even then I was thinking like, I wasn't calling it a baby. I was saying like, I have a potential to have a baby right now. Like this is, this is 
this is it. I started crying and I was just thinking of like, what do I really want? I think this is the first time in my life I had ever really, really thought about what I wanted for my life. And then that turned into a whole fucking like snowball effect of what do you fucking want in life? Do you want to be with this person forever? Because this is forever going to tie you to this person. And even if I chose, I knew even if I chose to, can, to, to give birth, I knew that he wouldn't, even if he wanted me to get the abortion, I knew that he wouldn't leave and, and screw the child over or screw me over or whatever. He's a great person. I knew that that wasn't the case. And I knew that I would have support with my family. But all I could think about was my future. And I, all I could think about was what I wanted in my life. And I could see me doing these great things and traveling and just being not with a baby that soon in my life. And honestly, I was looking at my mom, like like a single mom who had been in these different relationships because she wanted me to have like a full family figure and these people were terrible and I don't know if I would have put myself or my kid in those situations but that's all I could think about and and I was just trying to go off of what I knew and it was like big big red flags in my head like no this is definitely not what you want this is totally not what you want so I came home came home to his house and he had asked me you know like where's your head at and I told him I don't I don't think I can do this uh this is not what I want for me in my life right now and he was like okay um so what is the next step like what do we do and I was like I honestly have no idea I don't know how to go about this and his mom I believe was the one that gave us the information there was um like state funding that we could do and um we went to like a place in our town and filled out some paperwork and i believe it was like $400 um but we only had to pay 100 because of the funding that we like signed up for i think i think i think i think but i'm not quite sure um, so we had gotten this and then at this point I had to tell my mom later on that day. And I remember, uh, this is not going to paint my mom in the best light, but if you listen to the episode before this, you'll understand that my mom just didn't know how to express her feelings and she was scared a lot of the time. And, and she also cares a lot about what other people think. And, um, for a child, uh, in that moment, I just needed, I just needed care and love and that's not what I got, but, um, I got care and love later on. So I'm just, I'm just telling you this story as it went, as it unfolded. So I met her at some, I think it was. Uh, not Qdoba, Chipotle. I met her at Chipotle and we get some food and we sit down and I tell her and her first reaction was, 
how am I going to tell Sonia? That's, that's all she said. And, um, I was pissed and I was like, okay, well I like, I need just some like love right now, just some support. And she's like, okay, well, you know, this is very disappointing. And I was like, I know I, I completely understand this is, I'm disappointed in myself, but this is my choice. I won't be having, I'm not going to go through with this. So I don't want to say his name, but, um, my boyfriend and I, we decided, uh, well, I decided he's supporting me. I'm getting an abortion and I have the funding for it and I've gotten help and it's on this day, which I think from, from that day it had been like uh it will be like two weeks or something like that maybe not two weeks but it it was not it was like a week away or something like that and my mom was like okay well we're supposed to go to Laughlin like do you want me to stay here and I was like no I think I'll be okay he's gonna come with me um I don't really know what it entails and uh So she was just like, okay, well, if you need anything, call Nina and she'll help you and blah, blah, blah. So I had asked her not to tell Sonia and she did not listen to me and she ended up telling her anyways. And then when I came home, no, I, I, I don't think I ever went home, but she had called me later on, uh, like two nights later and just kind of ripped me a new one, called me a slut told me that me and my trashy boyfriend should have been more careful and, uh, that I'm a despicable human being. And, um, mind you, this is supposed to be like a motherly figure. She's been in my life since I was like seven, eight years old. And this person is talking to me like that. Um, and this is just like the tip of the iceberg of the kind of things that she would tell me throughout my life. And, um, Obviously, I think she was making it personal because I know that her and my mom wanted to have kids for a little bit. And I think uh, because I was now pregnant, she was making it personal and making it about her and turning me into a villain, which is fine. Hindsight. Um, I still think she's a piece of shit, but that's just because I'm making it personal. Um, So anyways, she did that. And I was at this party and I remember someone offered me a drink. And even though I had made the decision to get an abortion, I still didn't drink because I was like, well, I can't, I'm pregnant, which I don't really know the thought process in my head, knowing that I wasn't going to fully go through with it, but I still didn't drink. And I don't know why I, that's relevant, but it just popped in my head. So uh, a couple, a couple days later, I needed to talk to my two friends, best friends. I'm not, I'm not close with either one of them now, but I needed to tell them at the moment why I had been like kind of standoffish and, and what was going on. And, oh, I remember cause one of them was still, she moved in with me and she was still living in my house while I was living at my boyfriend's house. That's why I needed to tell her. Because she was like, yeah, I haven't seen you in a long time. So, okay. So I brought them to a park and I told them like what was going on and my decision. And one of them was like, okay, like, like, how are you? I, I support your decision. And the other one was like, 
I do not support this decision. I would never do this, but I support you as a person. Like I support your choice to do this, like your right to have a choice, but I do not support this decision. I would never, ever do this. And at the time I was like pissed because obviously I was very emotional. I was young and, um, I took it, I took it personal. Like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? You're not going to just, (laughs) you're not going to just going to support everything I do because we're friends. Like in hindsight, that's not friendship. What she said was ultimately friendship. That was an amazing response from her because she doesn't have to support some abortion. She doesn't have to support my decision, but she supported my right to have that decision. And that's exactly the whole point of this story, this true story. Um, so hindsight, I was probably not the kindest to her, but I, I left upset and, um, then I, okay. So then now it's come day for us to do it. So we go to the doctor and they have to do an ultrasound. And I did not want to hear if there was a heartbeat. I did not want to hear it. So I told her to put the noise down and she told me that I had been, I was five weeks Yes, because I had to wait until I was five weeks for some reason to do it. I don't know if that's because they want you to like hear a heartbeat or maybe change your mind. I have no idea. But I remember I was like four weeks when I found out, like three and a half weeks when I found out. So I I had been like just, just late. And then um, five weeks, she said that I had to wait until five weeks, so... I did not get a DNC, which a DNC is where they put you under and they take it out. Uh, I had where you take a pill and you take a pill one while you're there and two uh, later you insert a pill. I think you inserted like two or three. I'm not sure. I don't remember fully, but I remember that I had to take a pill orally there and then insert pills when I got home. And, um, so my mom was gone. So we were at my mom's house when this was happening because I didn't want to do it at his house with his mom there. And I didn't know what it entailed. She said that there was going to be some cramping and it was going to be like a very, very heavy period. And it was excruciating pain. And I, and I have had bad cramps. Like I, I, I have bad cramps and, um, it was excruciating and painful and disgusting and traumatic, extremely traumatic. And, uh, I remember him, I don't know if it was his idea or mine because it was, my people that came over but I think we didn't want to be alone in our feelings and talk about it because who talks about feelings then I definitely did not talk about feelings then so we invited people over while I was fucking going through this and cramping and doing all of this so we invited people over and I was still just like laying on the couch and people came over and they were drinking and I think I just laid on the couch and realized like what the fuck is my life right now 
I was so disappointed in myself. I knew that I had made the right decision for myself about the situation, but being in the situation and just being around uh, him and drinking and me, being around myself was like, I was just disgusted with how my life had turned out up until this point. I was like starting to, to replay those words that Sonia had told me. And I was just like, so upset with how my life had turned out up until this point. And, um, I think after that, I kind of went on like a binge drinking thing for like a week and a half. And I mean, I talked about this in the first episode, but I, I left a party drunk, left a party at like six o'clock in the morning and drove to the military recruiter's office and just like sat in my car for like two hours until it opened and signed up as a Marine, um, probably in like September ish. So that was August. August 6th was when I went to the doctor's to have the, to get the pills. And so uh, probably like September ish, I did that. And, um, and then I left for the Navy cause I switched from the army to, or from the Marines to the Navy. Um, I left November 9th. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. And I knew that at that point, my life had to change. I knew that there was like something huge that needed to change because I made this decision for future me. And if I wanted future me to be different than the version of me that was then, I had to do a drastic change and I needed to get the fuck out of Santa Clarita and I needed to get out of the relationship that I was in and I needed to be around different people and make different choices and choose me because I had just made the biggest decision to choose me and if I I didn't want to regret it and I did and there have been many moments in my life where I look back on that decision and still wonder, was that the right decision for me? Because later on, I, we tried to have babies and I had three miscarriages with Levi. And I, when it first happened, I didn't know I was pregnant. It was an ectopic pregnancy. And it was like, found out that I was pregnant that morning and had to have emergency surgery like six hours later because I was bleeding to death. It was very, very quick. So I didn't really have time to like, kind of be like, Oh, you're pregnant. Like with the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Like, I didn't have that. It was like, you're bleeding to death. We need to go in right now. Um, but then later on we did get pregnant and we got pregnant and we lost the baby at the same time. It was around five weeks at the same time that I had an abortion. And the difference is, is we made it a baby because we wanted the baby. We didn't make it a baby. In reality, it's just a fetus. 
but we made it a baby because we attached feelings to it. We wanted it. We, we, we were doing so much work towards having this, this creation that we created. We wanted it and it was a baby with the fetus that I, that I created with my ex-boyfriend. It was a fetus. The only thing that makes them different is feelings. It was the same thing. It was the same amount of time. It was the same way that it was created. It was feelings make it a baby. And what really makes it a baby is that first breath of air when it comes out. Because if, if it we would start to recognize people's birthdays the second they're conceived. Instead, we recognize their birthdays the second that they're born. Even if you have a stillborn, when it's coming out of the, when it came out of the womb, that is their born date. So if a baby is a baby when it's first created, then why aren't we having their birthdays then? It doesn't make sense. People are putting their feelings into it. We made it a baby because we wanted it to be a baby. We wanted this creation to come to fruition and it didn't. And I thought that that was my karma because I did that at, at 20 years old. And there's still some people that think that, like, whatever, that's, that's your decision. That's your, that's your feelings and you're making it personal. And of course I was upset that I lost the baby at five weeks. I think it was six weeks, but, but the, what I'm trying to say is we made it, you make it by your feelings. And that whole story I wanted to to tell was because I wasn't raped. I wasn't, I didn't, this, that fetus wasn't made out of coercion or manipulation or force or anything. It was just made from two people who loved each other who were irresponsible. Yeah, I was irresponsible. We were irresponsible. But it's still my choice. And just like my friend who said, I don't support your decision in having an abortion, but I support the right for you to make a decision. That's how it should be. Take your feelings aside out of it. Take your feelings away because your feelings have nothing to do with my body. You're not going to take care of this person. You're not going to take care of me if I have this baby to, if I give birth to this fetus baby. Of course, I'm going to end up loving it. Me personally, there's people that still won't love a baby if they give birth to it if they've made the decision that they don't want it. It's when your feelings are attached to it and that doesn't make you a terrible person. It just, that's your decision. And I'm not saying this to persuade people. I'm telling you this to give you a different perspective. I chose me. I chose future Cecily. When I was 20 years old, I chose future Cecily. The person that is sitting here in a closet 
because it's better acoustics to do a podcast so that I can tell my story later on when I'm 33 with my three children upstairs and my loving husband upstairs and me living in Italy, this version of me would not exist if I did not make that decision at 20 years old. And whether you agree with my decision or whether you think I'm a piece of shit, that is okay. But it's still my fucking decision. I made the decision for future me. And that might not be a great enough reason for you, but it doesn't matter. If you wouldn't have an abortion, if it's something that you would never do, then don't do it. But I hope to God that if someone around you decides to do it because they're choosing for whatever reason, you don't even need to know the reason of why people make these decisions. All you need to know is that someone had the right to make a decision. That's all that this is about. Take your feelings aside of what a baby is because the science of it, the the fact of the matter is a baby is a baby when you give attachment and feelings to it. A baby is born when it comes out and it has a birth date and then down to the second is when they're born. Before that, it's still the woman. It is the woman's body. They are attached to the woman's body and the woman has a right to make a decision. I have my feelings of people getting abortions really, really late term, but it's not my fucking choice. It's not my life. I haven't been in that situation. I don't know what that would be like, but I sure as hell am not going to put my feelings of on somebody else. That's not fair. I wouldn't want anyone to do that to me. And there's plenty of people that do with the fucking um, gastric sleeve that I just had. There's plenty of people like she wasn't even that big. She could have just dieted and 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 worked out. You know what? I probably could have. But that's not the decision and that's not the journey that I chose. And it doesn't fucking matter. You're not the one going through it. You're not the one that can only eat two ounces of food right now that has problems drinking water, who gets dizzy if I'm standing for too long. You're not the one that's going through that. I am. You're not the one that had to make the decision to have an abortion. And yeah, it took me like a while to come to that decision. And I still to this day, still to this day think of, holy fuck, I can have a 12 year old right now. I could, but I don't. I think of, am I going to die because of when I, how I think in the spiritual world, am I going to like, did that? I think that, that babies don't get souls until 21 weeks. That's just my thing, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have soul the second they're conceived and maybe I'll meet their soul when I die and our souls are forever entwined. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is, is that's my choice. That was my journey. That's how it happened. That's how it unfolded. And it has nothing to do with anybody but me. 
Nobody should have the right to make a decision for me. Nobody should have the right to make a decision for anybody else. So the fact of the matter is take your feelings away from it and deal with what you can deal with. If you don't want to get an abortion, then don't fucking get an abortion. If you're a man who is trying to insert your opinions about women and when they can do the things that they want to do with their bodies, please, please, please get your head out of your fucking ass and realize that it has nothing to do with you and take your feelings out of it and let the woman in your life make her own fucking decisions because it has nothing to fucking do with you. Now I'm getting heated (laughs) and I'm just going to take a step back and hopefully I got my point across. I just wanted to tell my story that it doesn't matter what the decision, why I made the decision. All that matters is that I had the right to make a decision and now people don't have the right anymore. And that's a big, big, big fucking problem. If you are a woman or a man, if you are just a human that supports the right, you don't even have to support abortions because that's a terrible thing. And people take it lightly. I'm sure there are people that are just like making those decisions willy-nilly. But if you look at my decision, it took me a long time. And I still think about it all the time. But I know that it was the right decision for me. But people don't take, a lot of people don't take it lightly. It's not just this easy decision that we made. It's a fucking terrible situation. It's a terrible fucking situation. I am not pro-abortion. I'm pro-choice. Because it doesn't matter what you think. All that matters is that someone feels strong enough to make a decision for themselves without coercion, without manipulation, without uh, consequences of their decisions. Uh, Of course, there's any consequences. There's consequences for every decision, but I mean like um, repercussions or like getting in trouble for it. I can't think of the word, but we need to get back to the fact that people, people matter. People matter. Babies matter when they're born. The time that they come out. You make them matter in your head with your feelings. Some people don't have those same feelings. So if you have those feelings, then you don't do it. You don't get the abortion. You don't make your wife get an abortion. Well, no. (laughs) If your wife wants to get an abortion, then she should do whatever she wants to do. I'm like hitting my leg now, so I gotta go. But I hope I made the point that I needed to make. And even if I didn't, I told my story and this is all that I wanted to do. I hope that this can make a difference in some tiny way or a big way or whatever. I don't know. But I want people to know that You don't have to support abortion to support someone's choice. Please share this if you feel called to do so.
have a good day and take a deep breath when you're listening to this. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want any more information from my opinions or just what I've been through, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Sleeved and Spiritual. Just a reminder, I am not a doctor. This is all from my point of view. Please consult your doctors, your loved ones, people you can trust before making any rash decisions. I hope you have an amazing day and I can't wait to have you around again. Bye.